Howdy. In previous episodes, I have discussed generalities about crypto, such as risks, terminology, and perspective. This episode is part two of two of a narrative story called Bubba Uses DeFi. In this story, Bubba started with dollars, and he is in the middle of a journey from fake crypto to real crypto on the Ethereum network, where Bubba acquires Hex and stakes it. At this point in the story, Bubba has exited centralized finance and entered decentralized finance. Although Bubba has gone from CeFi to DeFi, he possesses fake crypto, and he is going to exchange it for real crypto on a decentralized exchange. This story offers tangible details that allow any person to better understand and articulate one avenue to turn dollars into crypto with minimized reliance on centralized middlemen. This story is not a comprehensive description and may include errors or inconsistencies. This story is not to encourage you to participate. If you are a no-coiner who has never participated in crypto, you will become aware of costs and technical nuances that no-coiners don't know to research ahead of time. Historically, most people in crypto have learned by experience and lost money as part of the learning process. Now for part two, using DeFi to get into real crypto. Checking gas fees. Whether or not Bubba has checked gas fees already, he can see them on etherscan.io. The current gas price appears in the top left. Clicking on it takes him to the gas tracker page. That page shows the low, medium, and high prices of gas for the last block. It updates every 14 seconds with each block. There is a chart that shows confirmation time versus gas price for the last 1,000 blocks. There is a table that shows estimates of actual fees for different transaction types. In general, a transfer is the least expensive because it is a one-way send. A swap or trade is double that because it is a two-way transfer. The gas calculation is a flat amount plus a scaling amount for the computation. Bubba C's ETH is around $1,200. Gas is around 20 guay. The estimates are $1.50 for a transfer and $3.75 for a swap. He is expecting to do a swap, so he is mentally prepared to spend at least $4 for that. Market Cycles and Gas this $4 estimate is at the bottom of a bear market. During a bear market, ETH price is down low and network usage is low. Back when the market was coming off of peak FOMO, Bubba remembers gas being much more expensive. Ethereum was $4,000. Gas was 30 to 100 guay during normal activity. He would wait for low activity on Friday or Saturday night to pay $20 to $40 for a swap. If he had tried to do a swap during lunch on a Wednesday, he might have paid $50 to $100. High and wildly fluctuating gas fees are a major deterrent for crypto participation. Bubba is ready to move forward with a swap, 
it is time to open MetaMask and connect the hardware wallet to MetaMask so that MetaMask acts as the front end for the hardware wallet. Bubba went through this process earlier in part one of the story to be sure he would not get hung up here. He checked this hours earlier, and he needs to do it again to proceed. He opens the MetaMask extension on his Chrome browser by clicking the Fox icon in the top right. It takes several seconds for his slow computer to open the extension. Finally, a MetaMask notification window appears and requests a username and password. MetaMask accepts his password and brings up the window for account 1. This is the dummy account that will never be used or hold money. Bubba begins the process to connect hardware wallet on MetaMask, to use MetaMask as the front end for his Ledger hardware wallet. Bubba connects the Ledger via USB. He enters his PIN into the Ledger. He selects Ethereum app. He goes to Settings to be sure that Blind Signing is enabled. As long as his wallet does not turn off from no activity, he does not have to make these selections again. Bubba may occasionally click a button on his hardware wallet to be sure it does not time out and turn off. On MetaMask, Bubba clicks the colored circle profile icon to get a menu. From this menu, he selects Connect Hardware Wallet. He selects Ledger. MetaMask thinks and then opens a window of available devices to pair. He selects Nano and clicks Connect. A window asks what format to display. He selects BIP44 MetaMask Standard from the drop-down menu. The pair window reappears and he selects Nano again and clicks Pair again. If Bubba got an error code, he would make sure his device is on and his Ethereum app is open. He could restart his computer. He could look up the error code on YouTube to find a solution. There is no such thing as tech support in crypto, which means it is up to Bubba to figure it out by himself or with a trusted friend. He can get through this without blind signing being on, but he will need blind signing on later. Bubba's hardware wallet connects, and MetaMask shows it as Ledger 1. Bubba sees that he has an ETH balance listed at the top, so he will be able to pay gas fees with the ETH. His ERC-20s, like USDC and HEX, are listed under the Assets tab. At the top, by the profile icon, MetaMask shows the active network. The active network is Ethereum mainnet. ETH is at the top because it is the native token for the Ethereum network. Signing signatures is free, but transfers and swaps cost gas. ETH is used to pay gas fees to validators. ERC-20s are a type of smart contract. HEX and USDC are both ERC-20s. The Asset Window Whether Bubba has HEX or not, if he has HEX listed in his wallet, then he can click it and MetaMask will change to show the HEX asset. At the three dots menu, Bubba can click a link to view the HEX contract on Etherscan. Here, it will show the contract address, which ends in C40EEB39. 
The max total supply is about 580 billion HEX tokens. There is a link to the HEX.com website. Under Transactions, Bubba can see every transaction that has taken place with the HEX contract. Back on MetaMask, Bubba can click the three dots to get the token details there, specifically the contract address. Bubba copies and pastes the HEX contract address to a text file for quick access later. Bubba clicks the back arrow on MetaMask to go back to the Ledger account window. If Bubba does not have HEX listed in his wallet assets, he can go to etherscan.io to get the contract address, which ends in C40EEB39, and he can import the address to MetaMask to list HEX in his wallet, even if he has zero units. Bubba is ready to connect his wallet to a decentralized exchange. In the US, Bubba prefers Uniswap.org or Matcha.xyz. If he was in Europe, he might use OneInch.io. Bubba typically uses Matcha for limit orders, although Matcha does market orders also. Today, Bubba wants his transaction simple and immediate so he will use Uniswap to make a market order. Bubba could use Chrome Search to find Uniswap.org. From there, he could click the button that says Launch App. Or, to be direct, he could type app.uniswap.org. What is Uniswap? Uniswap is a centralized entity that creates decentralized apps and a decentralized exchange, or DEX. The Uniswap decentralized exchange exists in three forms, Uniswap V1, V2, and V3. Currently, V1 and V2 are open license and use symmetrical liquidity. V3 has asymmetric liquidity. Users on the Ethereum network tend to use the newest version, and the website defaults to the newest version, v3. The Uniswap DEX is a collection of smart contracts called an Automated Market Maker, or AMM. The DEX, or the AMM, exists on the Ethereum blockchain. Uniswap, the organization, created it, and they may profit from its use, but once it is on the blockchain, it is out of their control unless there is an admin key hidden somewhere. Fortunately, all smart contracts on the blockchain have transparent code, so it would be very hard to hide an admin key from a person who can read code. What matters to Bubba is that anyone can create a front-end website to interact with the Uniswap DEX on the blockchain. Hex.com has a Uniswap front-end called ethhex.com, spelled E-T-H-H-E-X.com. This functions just like app.uniswap.org, and Bubba prefers it to uniswap.org. ethhex.com already has the hex token address loaded, so he does not need the contract address for that. He would need it if he wanted to use the Uniswap site. Exchanges don't list all the thousands of crypto tokens. They list what they are interested in, and the user must import any others by pasting in the contract address into the trading console. 
Bubba is at ethhex.com. He checks that his ledger still has power, that it is unlocked, that the Ethereum app is open, and that blind signing is enabled in settings. He clicks the button on ethhex to connect his wallet. A menu pops up, and Bubba chooses to connect a MetaMask wallet. A MetaMask notice window appears. It says the website that is trying to connect. It could say ethhex or app.uniswap.org, depending on which site he was connecting to. There is a warning statement about connecting to websites. This warning makes sense, because if Bubba connected to a strange website like a dum-dum, that site could be a scam that instantly drains the connected wallet. Bubba never connects his wallet to random websites. Bubba clicks confirm to the warning, and then clicks connect. When his wallet is connected, it shows the last digits of his address in the top right of the website where it used to say connect. ETHHEX has ETH and HEX preloaded in the trading console in the center. If Bubba has any ETH or HEX balances in his wallet, it will show up on the trade console. Bubba changes ETH to USDC. Now it shows a USDC balance of 985. Trading settings. There is a gear on the trading console. Bubba clicks it to open trade settings. It currently has the slippage setting set to auto, and in gray letters it says 0.1%. This is like a trick. The slippage is not 0.1%, it is auto. Auto means that 0.1% could change to anything. It is better to put in a fixed value that it cannot go above because slippage is a loss of value that goes from the trader to the liquidity provider. Bubba sets this to 0.3%. Not 3%, 0.3%. Now, it will not trade a higher slippage than that, but it will allow enough to work. Next, it has the transaction timeout set to 30 minutes. Bubba is not about to wait 30 minutes if there is a problem. Bubba sets this to 3 minutes. If a transaction times out, it will be like it never happened. However, if he tries to cancel a transaction in limbo, then he will have to pay additional gas for that, and he could get his wallet jammed up. Better to have a shorter timeout. Slippage is set to 0.3%. Timeout is set to 3 minutes. Bubba clicks to the side of the settings window to close it. If Bubba was on Uniswap or Matcha and not on ETHEX, he would have to add the HEX contract address to the second slot in order to trade USDC for HEX. To do that, he would click to change the token, then he would paste in the HEX contract address that ends in C40EEB39. A warning would pop up about adding strange tokens. This is an appropriate warning, because sometimes people can buy a token that is a scam program that drains your wallet when you buy it. DEX front ends typically only list the tokens they like, or get paid to list. There is no entity that will pay them to list HEX, so users have to add it themselves. Using ethhex.com gets around this annoyance. Now Bubba is ready to get a trade quote. 
he glances down at the gas reading in the bottom right of the screen. This reading is higher than what gas is reported on EtherScan. The gas reported on this front end will be what this front end is experiencing. EtherScan says 20 GUI. The Uniswap front end says 25 GUI. Bubba internally accepts this. Bubba selects to trade all USDC. It shows him a market ratio, which updates every 14 seconds with each new block. Bubba can put in 1 or 10 or 100 or max USDC to see how the quote changes every few seconds. Eventually, Bubba selects max, which enters in the 985 plus whatever fractional decimal remainder is there. When quoting the swap ratio, the console will also quote a gas price in dollar terms. This is a one-way gas price, and Bubba can expect to pay double that for the two-way swap. If Bubba wants to compare the trading ratio of USDC to HEX to another site, he will probably see a number that is different, but in the neighborhood, and he will also know that fees are addressed differently by different sites. The button that says Swap is grayed out. Above it, there is a button that says Allow the Uniswap protocol to use your USDC. This is unique to USDC. Users do not get this with ETH or HEX. Bubba clicks the button. A MetaMask notice pops up with a signature request. The request says USD coin, the website, Bubba's wallet address, the spender address, which is the DEX. The choice is cancel or sign. Bubba chooses sign. This is a free action. The MetaMask notice window disappears. The Uniswap button appears to be thinking. Bubba looks at his hardware wallet. The ledger shows a prompt that says sign typed message. Bubba clicks through the main hash and message hash because he doesn't care what that says. When he gets to the prompt for sign message, he clicks OK on the ledger. That sends the approval signature from the ledger to the DEX via MetaMask. The button on the Uniswap console says, you can now trade USDC. And the bottom button that says swap is no longer gray, but it is lit up in its pink or red color. Bubba sees that the USDC to HEX swap ratio and gas estimate has updated. He is still okay with it. He clicks the swap button. A detailed order window from the Uniswap console pops up. How much USDC to how much HEX? The ratio? Expected output? Price impact? Minimum received after slippage? Network fee? A message that says... You will receive at least this many hex or the transaction will revert. Bubba clicks to confirm swap. The console says, waiting for confirmation. A MetaMask notice window pops up. The notice window displays a warning that says, Warning, network is busy, gas prices are high, and estimates are less accurate. Bubba knows this warning is meaningless. He has no concern about gas prices under 30 guay, and gas prices that low indicate there is low network demand. This window shows the real gas fees that Bubba can expect to pay. Gas reported on the bottom right of the Uniswap front end screen 
was around 25 guay, and on this window, put in dollar terms, it is nearly $6, which is based on the current ETH price and the guay. ETH buys gas. Dollars do not buy gas. Therefore, the dollar quote is based on ETH. This value is more than was shown on the console, but it is the real gas cost for a multi-call swap. This gas fee is deducted from Bubba's ETH balance, not from his 985 USDC. If we add that fee to all the other fees, Bubba has paid about 5% of his original $1,000 in fees so far. The gas quote updates with each block every 14 seconds. Immediately after an update, Bubba sees a price he will approve. He goes to the bottom of the notice window, and as soon as the confirm button lights up, he clicks it. He can choose either reject or confirm. Potential error. If Bubba did not enable blind signing on the Ethereum app on his Ledger hardware wallet, then the Ledger would reject his transaction. If that happens, no money is spent, but Bubba would have to enable blind signing and reattempt the swap. Blind signing is necessary for swapping on the DEX through MetaMask. Back to the trade. Bubba clicks confirm to accept the gas quote. The MetaMask window closes and the Uniswap console says waiting for confirmation. Bubba has to approve the transaction on his hardware wallet. The ledger says review transaction. Bubba clicks through the messages until he can click accept and send. This accepts the transaction terms and sends an approval signature based on Bubba's private key. Uniswap receives the signature and says, Transaction submitted. A window pops up that says, Add hex to wallet. Bubba ignores this by clicking the X to dismiss, because hex is already listed in his wallet. The waiting game. Once a swap is submitted from the Uniswap front end, Uniswap submits the trade to the Ethereum blockchain for validation. Bubba's swap makes it onto the next block that costs the same gas he agreed to or less, if the network activity is low and blocks are not full. In that case, Bubba waits less than 14 seconds. If he waits for the second block out, that's less than 28 seconds. If the gas price rises above his agreed amount by even one guay, his transaction could get kicked down to the next block over and over until a block matches or undershoots his gas fee. This is where the timeout function is important. Bubba would not like it if the same time that he submits a transaction, someone else mints thousands of NFTs, which jams up the blocks and raises the gas price up to 100 or 300 guay. Bubba would rather wait that out. If gas prices simply went up 5 guay and did not come back down for hours, then Bubba would be glad that he set his trade timeout to 3 minutes so that his trade can time out and he can resubmit the swap at the higher gas fee to get it through. This concept of minute-to-minute -minute fee volatility is not really heard of in centralized finance. 
a spectator of crypto could see this as an important downside. Bubba, who is a happy participant of crypto, looks at this dynamic as being part of a healthy market system that functions on supply and demand. This system is not perfect in Ethereum, and other blockchains may handle it differently. Bubba waited about two blocks to receive a confirmation from the Uniswap front end that his swap went through. After another block, Bubba sees on MetaMask, on Etherscan, and on the Uniswap console that his token balances have changed from 985.12345 USDC to 0 USDC, and from 0 hex to the amount purchased. Bubba has completed the journey from CeFi and fake crypto into DeFi and real crypto. Bubba has Hex. For this story, Bubba bought Hex on November 3rd, 2022. In his swap, he received 25,000 Hex for his 985 USDC. That means the swap ratio Bubba got was around 25.3 Hex per USDC, or about 3.95 cents per Hex. Bubba could simply hold this Hex as a liquid asset, and sell it anytime he likes. In the HEX system, there is a maximum systemic inflation of 3.69% that does not benefit the 25,000 HEX that Bubba just acquired. HEX stakers receive the inflation, while holders of liquid HEX are diluted over time. Bubba is not concerned about the dilution as a liquid holder, because even if the realized inflation hits 3.69%, that inflation rate is less than he is experiencing with his dollars for groceries and rent. Bubba intends to stake his hex to receive inflation, because he has done research on staking and he is comfortable with the trade-off. The trade-off is that he will lose his ability to sell his hex due to a time lock, in exchange for earning inflation rewards at the end of that time lock. On the ETHEX website, Bubba selects to disconnect wallet. This will prevent any further action on Uniswap. Bubba can also go to his MetaMask window to disconnect his wallet from specific sites. Bubba opens go.hex.com stake, spelled go.hex.com stake. S-T-A-K-E. The website opens, but does not show anything until he connects a wallet. He could connect an empty dummy wallet to interact with the parameters. Bubba connects his hardware wallet via MetaMask. The stake page loads a chart of the T-share price. It shows the hex clock. It loads the amount of liquid hex in the connected wallet which is 25,000. The hex clock shows the number of days that hex has been active on the Ethereum network. November 3rd, 2022 is hex day 1067. The T-share closing price chart shows the last 1,067 data points for the T-share price in US dollar terms. The Y-axis is in log scale, because that shows resolution at lower prices. On the left, 
Bubba may enter two parameters, stake amount in hex and stake length in days. In the middle are calculators that show the initial stake characteristics based on both entered parameters. Those calculations are stake bonuses, effective hex, share price, and effective T-shares. What are shares and T-shares? I will discuss that in another episode and provide a short version for this story. T-shares are 1 trillion shares. B-shares are 1 billion shares. This is a shorthand for large units. What are shares? Shares are an accounting unit that is internal to the HEX contract and can only be acquired with HEX. It is like how GUI is an internal unit of account for the Ethereum blockchain that can only be bought with ETH. Staking HEX burns HEX from HEX supply and simultaneously creates shares in the shares supply. At the end of the stake, the staker chooses to end stake which runs a gas fee-powered calculation that adds up the amount of inflation rewards per share per day for every day the stake was active. Shares are like a claim ticket for Bubba to get his principal out of a long-term parking lot. Except when Bubba exits this parking lot, the contract loads Bubba's principal up with an inflation reward for every day that it sat in the lot. Bubba selects to stake 25,000 hex, his maximum amount. He uses the stake length calendar to find the number of days he is interested in staking. He could stake one day or 5,555 days, which is about 15.2 years. Bubba knows that the best accrual of inflation occurs with longer stakes. This bonus function is called longer pays better. This function must be discussed in T-share terms. To do that, Bubba needs to look at what is the current share price in hex terms. On November 3rd, 2022, the T-share rate is 25,000 hex. That happens to be the exact amount Bubba has available to stake. Bubba enters in different stake lengths. He can see that the longer pays better bonus is a linear function up to 10 years at which point it is maxed out. If he stakes 25,000 hex for less than a year, he gets less than one T-share. One T-share for one year, two T-shares for five years, and three T-shares for ten years or more. Bubba has enough hex to stake one T-share for one year. But Bubba wants the maximum number of T-shares, so he selects to stake for ten years, or 3,650 days. That is 365 times 10. The calculators show that if he stakes 25,000 hex at the share price of 25,000 hex per T-share for 3,650 days, then he is awarded an initial bonus of 50,000 hex, making his effective hex 75,000 hex. 75,000 divided by 25,000 is 3, which means he earns 3 T-shares. He does not earn effective hex. That is a calculation to determine the number of T-shares that his wallet address will be assigned. I will discuss this in another episode. 
When Bubba stakes, he will burn his hex and receive nothing until he ends his stake in 10 years. Bubba will receive hex that he mints himself by running the end stake function on a mature stake. If Bubba chooses to end his stake outside of the two-week window around his maturity date, then he will pay penalties for failing to uphold the contract that he made with himself. Thinking about starting a stake. Bubba has entered parameters for a contract. Those parameters are 25,000 hex for 3,650 days. The current day is hex day 1067. His contract will begin at the start of the next day, hex day 1068, at UTC 0 hour of November 4th, 2022. UTC used to be called Greenwich Mean Time. It is the time at zero longitude, the prime meridian. Stakes begin and end on a daily basis, once a day. If Bubba lives in a UTC minus 5 time zone, then the system updates at 7 p.m. A stake made at 6 p.m. takes effect in one hour, and a stake made at 8 p.m. must wait 23 hours for the next turnover. Thinking about ending a stake. Bubba will be able to end his 10-year stake without penalties any time between October 28th and November 11th, 2032. He must serve half his promised term, five years, to be able to reclaim his principal intact. If he forgets about his stake or loses his private keys, then his stake will erode at 1% per week for 100 weeks. If he is unable to end his stake, he can ask someone to spend their gas money to run the good accounting function to keep his stake from eroding until he can end his stake. In a normal situation, Bubba will run the end stake function. Thinking about gas to end a stake. Bubba will pay more gas to end the stake than to start the stake. He can estimate the gas using an equation that incorporates number of days times 2310 then add 53,000. A result of 100 million would equal 1 ETH. A simple way for Bubba to think about gas is if his stake is 3,650 days and gas is 120 guay, then he will have to pay one whole ETH in fees just to end the stake. Bubba does not know if the Ethereum Foundation will make this fee more expensive. He does not know what ETH price will be in 10 years or what hex will be in 10 years, or what guay will be in 10 years. He does not know what anything will be in one day. Bubba hopes that any yield he gains by staking will offset this end stake gas fee. Bubba has already thought about yield. I will discuss yield in another episode. Bubba has thought about the consequences of starting a stake and ending a stake. He has chosen parameters of stake length and stake amount. When he clicks stake, he will be interacting with the hex contract directly, with no middleman or counterparty or gatekeeper or sensor who can affect his action. He knows that everything in real crypto is final and there are no reversals. Bubba is ready. He checks his hardware wallet to see that it is still powered on and that the Ethereum app is open. 
on the go.hex.com slash stake page, Bubba clicks the stake button. A MetaMask notice window appears. It shows the website, go.hex.com. It says, stake start. The gas price is just under $3. That is half of what it was to do a swap. Bubba accepts the gas fee quote. He clicks confirm. The MetaMask notification window closes. The stake button on Hex.com continues thinking. Bubba has to look at his hardware wallet to sign the message. His ledger says, review transaction. Bubba clicks through all the details and then clicks to accept and send. The stake button continues thinking. After a block or two of time passes, a green banner pops up at the top of the website that says, successfully staked Hex. Bubba has completed the process of staking the Hex cryptocurrency in a time lock to receive a yield of Hex inflation rewards in the future. Lower on the webpage, after a few seconds, the staking page updates the section with current stakes for the connected wallet. The new stake appears with some details missing and says, Pending. The stake will be in the pending state until UTC midnight. Bubba can also see a stake start transaction on MetaMask and Etherscan. However, they only list those words. They cannot show the stake progress details like on Hex.com. Bubba can check the progress of any stake from anyone without connecting any wallet by going to an independent fan site called Hexfire.io. Bubba can see that his 25,000 hex is gone, and now he has zero hex. Bubba is ready to back out. Bubba goes to the MetaMask window. On the Ledger account window, Bubba goes to the three dots menu and selects Disconnect Hardware Wallet. Then he disconnects the wallet physically. He only has to disconnect it physically. He clicks on the MetaMask profile icon and clicks Lock. This locks MetaMask from all sites and logs out of the profile. Bubba goes to the main menu of Chrome and selects Exit. He does this instead of clicking X or pressing Alt F4, because he has set it to clear cookies on Exit. Bubba shuts down his computer and is ready to get back to regular life. The End Thank you for listening to this narrative. I hope I have articulated the process so that you may understand or articulate it better yourself. Have a great rest of your day.